0: Thank you. Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Owen, and today I thought it'd be a great idea for me to share some of my top tips on getting great headshots and getting great photos of you, whether that be for portfolio, whether it be dance images, whatever it is, I'm gonna give you some of my top tips on how to get the very best photos. So for me, I know that I'm not a natural poser. I may seem like it, but <laughs> but it didn't start off that way. The first ever shoot I went on, I was unbelievably awkward and eggy. And I think there was only one photo that I took away from that shoot going, okay, I didn't look completely out of my depth. One, out of like thousands of images. Um, So um, I've practiced a lot since then and now I do regular modeling, but it's taken me a very long time to work out why the first shoots didn't work, why I can now feel comfortable and do what I need to do, and also I've learned what makes and breaks photos. So this doesn't just apply to portfolio pics and dance shoots and all the rest. This also applies to headshots. Now, obviously, if you're going to get a headshot done, I would always advise you to go to a professional headshot photographer. It's worth spending the money. Because the first thing the casting team are going to look at, whether you submit yourself online or whether you turn up to an audition in person, the first thing the casting team are going to see is your headshot. And in those first 10 seconds, they could either think, yep, you're it, or nope, you're not. And so it's so worth getting a great headshot. So I would always recommend going and getting your headshot done with a professional headshot photographer, someone that specializes in doing headshot photography. Now, there's loads of them out there. Follow them on Instagram because sometimes they do do headshot giveaways and headshots do not come cheap but they are so worth paying out for. So for that reason, definitely, definitely try and get yourself in with a photographer. Now, I understand that there's not always the finances. There's not always the funds available, especially in times like these. We're going to have to adapt. And I know when I auditioned for college, we were asked to send in a headshot and there was just not the money there to be able to provide professional headshots so we did them in my conservatory and there's some more lessons in there for you as well which I'll be sharing later on about what worked and what definitely didn't um so hopefully those will be really helpful so you don't end up with some images like I did because they were truly atrocious um but thankfully um I don't have those now so, I will be sharing those tips with you, and also, there's sometimes not the time. You know, if you change a look, if you dye your hair, if you've suddenly lost a lot of weight, if you shave facial hair, if you've had a chop, a nice big haircut, there's not always time to get a headshot done before the next casting. So, hopefully, these tips will really help you whether you're going on a dance shoot or doing portfolio pics or getting a headshot done, these tips will help you get the best image you can either at home or on a shoot. So one of the main things I learned very quickly is lighting can make or break a photo. And it is a very fine line between edgy and atrocious <laughs> is what I learned from my first ones. Um. For some reason, we were trying to do it in the conservatory because I think there was a plain white wall in there. We still had to hang up a sheet in the end. But I was trying to get the lighting right. And we took about a million photos. And all of them, I didn't realise I was only, because I was standing at an angle, only half of my face was lit up. And then on this backdrop behind me, you'd got this massive shadow of my nose. It was like a witch, like, you know, a witch's nose, just massive and like crooked and horrendous. That was on the wall behind me. Um, And I'd taken all the shots in that position because I thought that was a good lighting. So check your lighting, people, because that was not a good look. Now, if you, like me, don't have anything, well, back then I didn't, if you didn't have any kind of setup, which I didn't, a plain white sheet or black sheet behind you, get lamps from all over your home to try and light your face up completely. So try not to have one side of your face lit, try and be completely lit up so that on the photo, your whole face is lit and we can see what you look like. Because that is mainly the whole point of a headshot is to see what your face looks like. So I would advise trying to get yourself set up with the best lighting you can. Now, if you can purchase a ring light, they are super, super helpful. It depends how much you're going to need them and what you need them for. But on Amazon, they range from like £10 up to £80, probably beyond that now. I've got myself one of the dearer ones, so I think ours was was like 75, just because I self-tape nearly every day and I send off for professional jobs using that ring light. So the ring light was an absolute essential for me. I use it literally every single day. So that's why I invested in a bigger one and a more expensive one and it was so worth every penny because I literally use it all the time and it just makes everything look so much more professional but if you don't need it every day there are smaller ones you can get more for a one-time photo or just some good good photos and then that's it um you can definitely invest in a cheaper one but they are really really helpful for getting great lighting and it looks natural lighting as well um so it doesn't look ridiculously artificial and fake which is a win-win when you're trying to get headshots and then if you're doing things like portfolio shots work out what lighting does work. you can have a play you can try and reflect the light in some ways you could try and get shadows to maybe look slightly edgier or um get a more of a contrast darker side photo there are really ways really effective ways that you can play with lighting so if you are going for portfolio or a dance shot then use lighting to play with as, to your advantage but if you're getting a headshot make sure it's crisp clean and really well lit. Another thing that I have learned during doing shoots is the background makes a huge difference to the photo so if you've got mess all around you probably not great to send in for a photo um, or even to put on the ground because you know if you've got a messy surroundings it looks really messy and cluttered and the everything is too busy and it draws away from you in the photo but backgrounds can be great especially when you're using um when you're doing portfolio shots try and get some different textures some different colors because backgrounds can change atmospheres they can change moods they can change seasons they can do so much for you and especially if you know your skin tone, know what colours work. Also, like I say, with the texture thing, it's like if you're wearing knitwear, try and find something that's silky smooth to contrast with that. If you're wearing really, really tight-fitting sleek clothes then why not have like a bumpy brick wall or something behind you like it's just about finding the light and shade and being able to bring contrast into your photos and being able to do that in the right way so have a play around but if you're doing a headshot obviously a plain white or black wall needs to be behind you if you haven't got that hang up a bed sheet On the wall, because you need to make sure that the focus is completely on you. There's nothing drawing your attention away to anything else. It has to be all about you. So, plain backgrounds for headshots. In my first ever headshot, I took only two different tops that worked for me. And one of them was white and black, and one of them was black. So, it didn't really give me a lot of choice. And when I was looking back at the photos, The black and white top, because it was stripy, it stole focus quite a lot. There wasn't really any shots that I could use in that because it didn't really do anything for me. It was kind of stealing focus. It looked too busy, too much was going on. I kind of looked like a barcode, wasn't brilliant. Um, But the black one was fine, but that meant I had no contrasting shots. I only had one look and that was it. So I would recommend taking several bits with you. And before you go, know what works for you. So I've got green eyes. So a green top would have really made my ginger hair and my green eyes stand out. Or if You've got bright blue eyes. I saw someone the other day with a bright blue top and everything just stuck out in that photo as in their eye colour was beautiful, the top was beautiful and I just couldn't stop staring at that photo because they'd chosen something that was perfect for them. Try and make sure whatever top you're wearing is quite plain, like I say, nothing too jazzy, nothing that's going to make you look like a barcode. Um, Something with big logos on is not going to help especially if you're being put forward for like a period drama they're not going to want adidas or adidas however you pronounce it or nike or nike um on the front of your top you know they're gonna want to see what you look like not what you look like wearing adidas so i would make sure that whatever top you do take is quite plain um, if you're going obviously for like portfolio shots, then take a variety, take different colours, take different looks and think about what they suggest as well. So you might have a sporty shot, you might have a fashion shot, you might have um, more like work shots, so like more of a suit or a formal shot in a nice dress or whatever it may be. Think about the range and the versatility within the photos. Now, if you're going for headshots, take three different tops minimum of different colors and different necklines. So necklines, you could have halter neck, you could have strappy, you could have um, off the shoulders, you could have long sleeves, you could have a turtleneck All those things also suggest very different characters. So think about what parts you're going to be up for. If you're going to be up for the rock chick, take a leather jacket and get the collar up. If you're going to be up for that period drama, take an off-the-shoulder top and get your hair up in a nice bun. You know, um, it's sometimes great to see hair length, so I would advise hair down, but if you are going for a specific shot that you know you're going to need, of course adapt and work out what's going to work with that look. So definitely have a play around, take a variety so you've got several bits to choose from um, so that when you come back and look at the shots you're not like oh none, nothing worked in that because that is the worst feeling I had when looking back at the shots. I'd only got one look and that was that was it really. Also something that you can do, in photos I like to be very natural anyway, Um, And in my headshots, even more so because the casting team want to know what you look like. It's easier to imagine what you can do with people knowing what they look like than trying to imagine what they look like with all the makeup stripped away. Especially when you don't know them because makeup covers like all manner of sins. It's fantastic but also a bit of a hindrance to casting teams because they don't know what people look like. So the more minimal the better and also cameras amplify everything by like times 100 so if you've got loads and loads of makeup caked on it it's really gonna show so for me I barely wore anything for my headshot it was like concealer to cover the bags a tiniest bit of contour but like you wouldn't even notice it was just to chisel my chin the tiniest bit I put a bit of blush on, but again, like tiny amounts because I look so pale normally, I look ill. So if I put blush on, I look like a normal human being. So for me, that was what I needed. And then I just filled in the parting that I've got in my eyebrow because eyebrows definitely shouldn't have partings. And then the tiniest, and I mean the tiniest lick of mascara, like just to make it look like I had eyelashes, but that was literally it and that might sound a lot to some people it might sound like literally nothing to others but that's literally all I did going into my headshot and then throughout the shoot I learned to build it up so if you want to put a red lip on wait until the end if you want to put darker eyes or try something a bit bolder wait until the end because if you don't like it you can finish (laughs) um If you start with that, it's harder to take it all off and keep the naturalistic look. So I would recommend starting off really plain and then building on the look as you go. So come in with really natural and then you can build up and add more and more throughout with different looks as well so just have a have a bit of a plan in your mind of how you're going to go in and what you want to finish on so you've got a nice contrasting shots because in the end that helped me like I say one top didn't work at all so it only had one look so I needed to vary it in some way so I've got one with a nude lip and nearer the end of the shoot I've got one with a red lip that's literally the only difference that I had. I definitely need some new ones doing quite soon, but that is kind of what I did in terms of progression. If you're going for portfolio shots, why not take some props? I did a shoot recently, and I took some fake flowers with me. I've taken a journal with me before. I've taken some sunglasses. Um, I've taken some hats you know, anything that's just going to add a little bit of something to the shoot, why not take it? It's an extra, an extra look. You can get some extra shots in there. There's extra textures, there's extra colours. So definitely, if you want to take props along to shoots, I definitely would. And if you are going to things like dance shoots, take a variety of dance shoes with you as well. Um, So you can just get a different look because, It just opens so many more doors to you, and all you have to do is change a shoe. Um, And it just puts you up for a whole different part. So, definitely think about what you're going to take with you that's going to build on your look. The main thing I've learned over the last couple of years and the last couple of shoots is being relaxed in front of the camera. You can really tell when someone is on edge and uncomfortable. It took me so long to be comfortable in front of the camera. And it wasn't really until lockdown that that happened. The first lockdown happened and I did a course, a presenter course, and they told me to be way more personal and to get my face out there more. So I was more comfortable in front of the camera. Best piece of advice I've ever gotten in terms of presenting and TV and acting. Was I'm allowed to be myself a little bit more so I started doing loads more social media as some of you probably will have seen I was on my stories a lot lot more and got talking on my stories regularly and putting out photos of me before then you wouldn't have seen as many I don't think I can't really remember but before then it was a very rare thing for me to come on my story and chat So um, it was weird being in front of a camera. I felt really eggy. But after doing nearly every day on my stories during lockdown, A, because I had time, but B, because I was trying to work towards being more comfortable on camera, I then started to look at collaborations. Now, collaborations are a win-win because the photographer needs a model, so needs some photos with a person in, and you need copy of all those shots. And if you're willing to give up your time for free, and they are, you can get your shots that you need and they can get the shots that they need free. So collaborations are fantastic. Now there's two ways you can go about that. One is I went to a local university and asked if there were any up and coming photographers that needed to develop their portfolio because I did. Um, So I found one through that and collaborated with them. The second one is I went on Facebook and found a local modelling and photographer group and connected with some photographers on there. Now, make sure whatever you're doing, you are being safe. I was always safe. If there was anyone I didn't feel particularly comfortable with, I didn't go. Or I had someone come with me on those shoots. If I didn't know them, I would always take someone with me to make sure I was comfortable. Meet up somewhere where you know that you know the surrounding areas, that you know is safe. If you've got any doubt in your mind, you don't have to do it. I want to put that out there right now. Be really careful who you connect with online. I've never had any bad experiences, but I know so many people have. So it's just about keeping yourself safe and being sensible with that. But if you are, there are great ways on social media to connect with local photographers and meet up and do collaborations. Like I say, they're a win-win, you get shots, they get the shots they need, all for free. So I did a lot of collaborations and that really, really helped me grow, become more comfortable. I looked back at the shots and worked out what worked, what didn't, what I liked, what I didn't like, how I can not necessarily hide flaws, but knowing what works on me and what didn't work in photos for me. um, And now we've built up from several different shoots. I've now built up a collection of photos that I can now use as a portfolio to apply for so many more jobs and so many more areas of the industry that I never had before. But the main thing that I've learned over this time is you need to get practice in front of the camera because that is the only way you work out what works and what doesn't. It's the only way for you to feel more relaxed, more comfortable is by practicing in front of a camera because when a camera's on you, let me tell you, it goes from being normal to completely different and everyone who knows you will see it unless you've got this like natural ability. If you have, amazing. But modeling is a skill and it's certainly one I had to work very, very hard on. So now if I went for a headshot, I know I'd be a lot more relaxed because I've had so many more experiences in front of the camera. And if I went for a modeling job now, I wouldn't look awkward and eggy because I know what angles work, what lines work, what I can do in front of the camera and what I can't do. It's all been a massive learning experience for me. But I'm hoping that when you look at the lighting, the backgrounds, your hair and makeup, the clothes that you take with you, the positioning and how relaxed you are, all of those things will help you on your next headshot shoot or your next lot of portfolio shoots. So I hope that that was really, really helpful. I'm hoping that from my terrible photos, which I'm not gonna share with you, because there are too many, you have come away with some tips, some inspiration, and ready to get in front of that camera, feeling relaxed and excited about taking a photo of yourself, because that is the main thing. We should all be excited to take photos, have a little photo shoot, it's really nice actually once you get comfortable but at first it was very very the opposite I didn't think I'd ever do this so hopefully that was really helpful for you all. Now as I said previously I am going to be doing shout outs of highlighted reviews that I've picked out from iTunes so this week's review is from Dancer Amelia and she said amazing Super helpful to performers, dancers, singers and anyone in the performing arts industry. I can't wait for the new episode. Thank you so much Amelia for that lovely, lovely review. If you want to be in with the chance of getting a shout out on our show, all you need to do is head over to iTunes and leave us a review on the podcast. It would mean so much to me. I would be so grateful because we're trying to reach so many new performers for free to help them get the free information they need we truly believe the arts should be accessible to everyone but if you can download share comment review i would be so grateful because i really want to get this information out to as many performers as we can to help them a massive thank you for listening i've been your host bethany and and this has been performer talks